Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If the video game industry loves one thing more than it does sequels, it is gimmicks. And at a lightning fast pace, tons of titles will try and introduce and force these down our throats. But unfortunately, not all of them stick. So let's take a look at the times that great ideas fell by the wayside. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 ambitious video game gimmicks that utterly bombed. Number 10. Tony Hawk Ride Skateboard Tony Hawk Ride was released in 2009 as a response to the hit skateboarding series' declining popularity, and in an attempt to capture the same market that gladly parted with heaps of cash for plastic guitar hero peripherals, bundled this game with a skateboard controller. As far as daft gimmicks go, it wasn't an inherently bad one, albeit it was executed with so little finesse that it seemed like a desperate rush job from every single angle. Critics and players alike near universally trashed ride for its frustratingly fiddly and unresponsive peripheral, while the accompanying software simply didn't make for a fun or interesting game. Executing even basic moves felt like an utter chore, and so there was really nothing remotely intuitive about it. Activision's fatal misunderstanding really was thinking that millions of people who played Tony Hawk's were actually interested in doing it for real, and for some reason Tony Hawk's ride wanted to charge players $120 for the pleasure of looking like an awkward goof in their living room. And somehow they didn't get the message and released Tony Hawk Shred a short while later, which was somehow even worse. Number 9. 3D Gaming The 3D media boom period kicked off roughly a decade ago thanks in large part to the stonking box office success of James Cameron's Avatar, convincing many hardware manufacturers that 3D was the next big thing and it was absolutely here to stay. And so 3D TVs became the new technological hotness for a brief time despite the obvious issues, namely their price, the discomfort and expense of the 3D glasses, the lack of available content and the fact that most movies that supported 3D 3D exploited it for just cheap gimmickry over sustained immersion. In the gaming sphere, uptake was even worse, with only around 100 major games officially supporting stereoscopic 3D, and many early adopters complaining that 3D actually made the games look visually less appealing, with more frantic games even inducing headaches and nausea. 
Although Nintendo did admittedly pull off an impressive coup with their glasses free Nintendo 3DS, for every player who actually used the 3D mode, there was likely one or two who turned it off and never used it again. As phenomenally as the 3DS family of handhelds have sold, the 3D was actually more of a whatever accompaniment than an actual selling point, and tellingly, the tech was nowhere to be seen on the Nintendo Switch. Number 8. Scratch and Sniff Discs Smell is easily the most neglected sensory element in the entertainment industry, um, well, for obvious reasons, but for a brief glint at the turn of the millennium, a cursory attempt was made to take advantage of players' noses. Believe it or not, Gran Turismo 2 was released with a scratch and sniff game disc. That is to say that players who rubbed the second game disc would be presented with the aroma marketed as racing pit smell, approximating a combination of gasoline and burnt rubber, because why the hell would we want to smell that? The next year, EA also decided to take a crack at this with the release of FIFA 2001, which offered players a football pitch smell. The short-lived gimmick hit a brick wall after that, with no subsequent video games ever using this oddball flourish. Hilariously though, players who dusted off their copies of these games recently have discovered the smell to impressively endure 20 years on. Because brilliant, it's good to know that the smell of gasoline and burnt rubber and football pitch, probably with a dog turd included, is going to stink forevermore. Fantastic. Number 7. Connect 2.0 Microsoft launched the Connect Motion Sensor Camera in 2010 for the Xbox 360, hoping to compete with the Wii's enormously successful motion controls and capture a sizable slice of the market. The Connect was a huge seller upon launch, shifting 10 million units within months of its release, and was moderately well received by critics despite the frustrating lack of compelling software released for the platform. For the 2013 release of the Xbox One, Microsoft came up with the Next Generation Connect, unsurprisingly nicknamed Connect 2.0, which would feature more complex and nuanced motion sensing tech. The Connect 2.0's trouble began, though, when Microsoft announced that it would need to be plugged into the Xbox One at all times, inviting concerns about privacy and the simple fact that not everyone wants a camera mounted in their living room while playing. Microsoft eventually backtracked due to the huge public outcry during an already gaff-filled Xbox One launch, and though the new Connect was still bundled with the console on release, it wasn't too long before they were quietly phased out, with later Xbox One models ditching the Connect port entirely. With little public interest in the new Connect or its meager smattering of software, it was discontinued in late 2017. As impressive as the tech undeniably was, Microsoft simply failed to capture the public's imagination with it. Number 6 the PSVR AIM controller. Though PSVR has become a modest success for Sony, it's disappointing just how much of a bust the headset's accompanying AIM controller has been. The controller, designed for shooting games and giving the players the tactile sensation of handling an actual gun, was launched with the PSVR exclusive shooter Farpoint back in 2017, yet despite its impressive tactile quality, has been scarcely supported in the years since. To date, there are barely two dozen games with AIM functionality. Maybe half of which are actually worth playing, which for a peripheral that still retails for around 54 quid isn't exactly a good deal. Consistently limited stocks have kept the controller's prices high ever since release, and though Sony likely didn't lose money on the AIM, after all it's basically just a fancy plastic caddy for a move controller with a trigger, it also didn't take off quite like they, or indeed consumers, expected. Given how much plastic tap most of us already have clogging up our wardrobes, it's tough to argue that the AIM was worth it, despite how actually well it worked in games like Farpoint, Dick Wild, and Firewall Zero Hour. I mean, yeah, sure, you could maybe get a kick out of it using it in dreams, but still, okay, there's like four games now. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number five, mixed media video games. With every new IP agonizingly desperate to become a universe in its own right, it's little surprise that an increasing number of games are putting the cart before the horse and attempting to establish themselves as mixed media projects right out of the gate. Surely the most infamous example of this is Remedy's sci-fi actioneer Quantum Break, which rather than release a few comic books or maybe a couple of YouTube shorts, included a glossy, hours-long companion TV show right out of the box. It was certainly a bold idea, especially as the live-action actors such as Sean Ashmore, Aidan Gillen, Lance Reddick and Dominic Monaghan were also stars of the game itself, and players would be able to make decisions which altered the course of both the live-action and in-game segments. But despite the live-action component becoming surprisingly substantial and boasting strong production values, it ultimately failed to deliver anything more than generic sci-fi drama hook'em, and so simply left players itching to get their hands back on the controller. It didn't help that players who wanted to watch the videos from their system rather than stream them faced a pretty hefty 75 gigabyte download, which back in 2016, well, that was pretty much inconceivable. Number four, the UDraw game tablet. Pour a cold one out for the UDraw game tablet, a doomed but actually rather competent piece of hardware developed by the late THQ, the commercial failure of which led to the company going bankrupt the very next year, and the former president, Jason Rubin, later calling it a massive mistake. Oof, indeed. The UDraw was a graphics tablet that was initially launched for the Wii and later the PS3 and Xbox 360, allowing players to draw creations on screen and even use the stylus as a controller in certain bespoke video games. Reviews for the hardware were rock solid, but the prohibitive $70 launch price turned many potential customers off, and that wasn't saying anything about the lack of actually compelling software available for it. The Wii version sold acceptably, but the PS3 and Xbox 360 launches were disastrous. 
leaving THQ with 1.4 million unsold units, leading to an estimated $100 million in losses and setting the company's collapse in motion. Number 3. Biofeedback Video Games In 2009, Nintendo infamously announced that the Wii Vitality Sensor, a peripheral which would track the player's pulse within games, would be available for purchase. But here's the problem. Players weren't exactly quite sure what its purpose would be. Despite planning to show off the device with games at E3 2010, the Vitality Sensor skipped the show and was quietly cancelled. With the late Satoru Iwata confirming in 2013 that they couldn't get it to production because they couldn't actually get it to function with more than 90% of players. In 2012, light gun game Cabela's Dangerous Hunts 2013 introduced a new Top Shop Fear Master gun peripheral which would measure the player's heart rate and adjust gameplay accordingly. If your pulse ran too high, the screen would blur until you calmed down. And camera sensors on the gun could even detect if you were shaking and lessen your accuracy as a result. The game ultimately received mixed reviews, coming and going without much fanfare at all. And similarly, in 2015, indie horror game Nevermind offered up its own take by allowing players to strap on a heart rate monitor, and in the event their pulse ran too high, the game would make its puzzles even more challenging. Though the game itself received broadly positive reviews, the supported heart monitor hardware was pretty expensive, and even though players could alternatively use a webcam to measure registered anxiety in their face, it ultimately felt like a bit of a half measure. As fascinating as it is to see forward-thinking game creators pushing the boundaries of the medium, biofeedback gaming isn't ever going to catch on with the mainstream unless it's very well-priced and, uh, you know, actually worked. Number 2. Toys to Life The Toys to Life genre is an undeniably fascinating one, typically requiring players to purchase real, tangible toys which are then able to interface with the software by attaching them to existing hardware. But Toys to Life is also an unapologetic fad which enjoyed a surge in popularity in the early to mid-2010s thanks to games like Skylanders, Disney Infinity and LEGO Dimensions. And while there's no denying the incredible commercial success these games have had – I mean, Skylanders made $3 billion in a mere four-year period it's also fair to say that Toys to Life has largely gone the way of Guitar Hero and thoroughly cratered. As hardware sales dwindled, the aforementioned franchises all packed up operations, with Nintendo's Amiibo pretty much being the only exception, and even that's clinging to life. As a fusion of toy and video game, it's certainly an inspired idea, evidently dreamt up by a galaxy-brained executive somewhere, but not one which offered up enough substance to be anything more than a craze, which proved phenomenally successful, but only for a brief time. Another Number 1. The Nintendo Power Glove So at the top of the pile of defunct gaming gimmicks, you have to place a crown on the Nintendo Power Glove, an infamous virtual reality peripheral released for the NES in 1989. Now, In theory, it allowed players to control NES games using only the glove, while its array of programmable functions would let players register their hand and finger inputs in real time. But in reality, the Power Glove was a fiddly, unresponsive hunk of junk, and only two games were ever actually released with this specifically in mind. Despite being largely panned by the press, it sold close to 1 million units, possibly thanks to it featuring prominently in the Nintendo-backed 1989 film The Wizard, where it was infamously referred to as Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So bad. Well, my friends who actually did end up purchasing this, it wasn't so bad. It was just plain bad.